information you can trust, stories you can relate to, and tips and tactics you can apply on your next adventure. Hunting, fishing, camping, and everything in between. This is the Battle Mountain Podcast. Sean Francis joined Sam Soholt on the public land bus and filmed Sam's hunts. Not having a hunting background, he brought a unique view to the adventures. I hope you enjoy the show. Yeah, I met Sam at uh, like in, at NDSU. I don't know if he told you the whole story. Um, he was a thrower and I was a pole vaulter. And we were just both into video and editing type stuff at the time. And we were trying to find ways to kind of let our, let our um, interests overlap. And then um, like six years later, this kind of thing popped up and he was like hey do, do you want to come on these hunts with me and and i was like I, you know i'm not really a hunter he's like that's exactly why i want you to be on there <laughs> get a different <laughs> perspective and yeah it just worked out <laughs> so yeah that's pretty so cool. much lived on a school bus for three months and it was great yeah <laughs> Good, yeah. yeah you got to live on the old public lands bus for a couple months that's cool <laughs> Yeah, it was great, man. Uh, yeah, missing it already. <laughs> oh yeah. So, so where all where all did you guys get to go? I can't even remember the places we we traveled a lot. I know we were in we were in South Dakota, we were in North Dakota, Montana a lot, and then there was a couple times we had to drive through Colorado. So we we were all over the place, and every hunt we did, it was it was a different animal. So I think the first one was antelope, and then we did elk for the second one, and then mule deer. I think it was mule dealer. Like I said, I'm not a hunter, so I might be screwing up my, my animals. And right, the last right. one we did whitetail. Um, yeah, it was crazy. That's was cool. Wild. So, you know, without having any type of background in hunting or anything like that, what was, you know, when he first reached out to you and said, hey, do you want to do this? What, did, you have, yeah. did you have any kind of negative thoughts towards hunting or anything like that? Or just like – Hey, you know, I don't know anything about I, it, but I'm open to learning. Yeah, I did actually. Uh, like the first hunt I ever went on was with an ex-girlfriend in her family, and they they went pheasant hunting. And there was, I think, 20 of them, all with guns, and we just walked through a field, and a pheasant jumped up, and everyone pulled up their guns, and and the pheasant just blew up into like a million little pieces. It looked like I was like, this doesn't feel like hunting to me. <laughs> so like ever since then, I had this really bad taste in my mouth it felt like a slaughter you know instead of actually hunting so when sam reached out i was like ah, i don't know man I'd, i'd you know from my limited experience with hunting which it, it, it wasn't good but uh just knowing sam and then like i was kind of at a place in my life where and still am where i just kind of dive into new experiences full full head on and uh so sam's like hey we'll try a turkey hunt you know in the fall and see if you like it first and, and we'll go out and so yeah, we sat in a turkey blind and it was like 40 degrees out the whole time. And I loved it. And like it's out in nature. I'm hearing all these different animals and birds waking up and uh, we lived on the bus and it took, I think four or five days to even see a turkey. And then when we saw one, it, it didn't even matter if we got it or not. Like that's how I felt about it. It's like, man, I already, I already got the reward out of this whole thing. And that's when my perception on hunting started changing. So Sam's like, do you want to just do that turkey hunt kind of again, but with just different animals and different locations and environments and I was like yeah I'd, I'd love to try that out so jumped on board and yeah the first was an antelope but I've never even seen an antelope before and <laughs> like it was it was wild it was way different than turkey hunting for me and so just sitting in a blind waiting for an animal to come it was like oh man we're like trudging through this stuff like 
I guess, tracking. And uh, I felt like we were ninjas, you know, like, and we were just like little mountain ninjas running around trying to sneak up on these things and get close enough to them, you know, and learn their ways. Just felt like, it felt like chess, you know, and I don't think you hear about that enough in the hunting industry. I think you see a lot of like from my perspective, just being out of it, I don't want to offend any hunters or, or you guys or anything, but you see a lot of trophy photos, but never the stories of how they got the trophy photos, you know? Exactly. And so that was kind of my mission is to come in and try and tell those stories. Cause we, I think you guys just need more of that. Cause that's what makes the sport so beautiful to me being like a non-hunter guy now kind of testing the waters. So I don't know if that answered your question. <laughs> I was kind of no, all over the place that on that. Was, that but was perfect. Yeah. No, that's, that's, I agree. I think, I think the art of storytelling, you know, and it, it's interesting. You have, you have uh, in the hunting community, there's definitely more than one crowd, but one crowd is, I just want to go out there. I want to shoot something. I want to see the videos that are all kill shots. And that's all I want to watch. I don't care if, you know, I don't care if you walk through snow to get there. I just want to see you shoot the animal and that's it. <laughs> you know, there's, there's right. that side of it. But then there's the side much more like you're talking about uh, where the story is being told. And Sam does an excellent job of that. Uh, like Jason Matzinger, he, he tries extremely hard yeah. to really tell the story and not just, hey, let's go kill something. <laughs> Yeah, Jason's awesome. Sam introduced me to him too, and like I didn't even know who he was at first. So, <laughs> what right, is this right. Jason? I'm like, okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then you you realize he's this really big guy in the, in the hunting world, and you're like, oh man, <laughs> kind of while he slept in his house on his couch. <laughs> it's kind of weird. But yeah, I just had no idea. I'm like a newborn baby to to the hunting space. It, man, yeah, it's just been fun. Yeah, all of it's all new to me. Yeah, that's wicked cool. So, uh, with your with your background in in pole vaulting and everything like that, tell me tell me a little bit more. I did very very minimal amount of pole vaulting in high school because we didn't have a we didn't have a, an, a coach. So. Oh, but you did it though. They yeah, I did it. They're like, you know, if you awesome. if you want a pole vault, here's uh here's a pole vault and uh go for it. You know, <laughs> and I yeah. just was like, holy shit. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a it's a goofy sport. <laughs> oh, I always explain it the simplest way I can explain it is you're running with a stick and you're just jumping over another stick, you know, and <laughs> and then you you get into the intricacies of how crazy like one little movement can throw you off the pit or make it so you don't even get into the pit it's yeah it's i i kind of like hunting in a way it's just full speed chess you know it's you're running full speed but you better have those pieces in the right order you're gonna checkmate it pretty quick yeah Um, yeah it's so i I, that's true yeah and uh sam described like bow hunting in the same way he's he's just like you know you you practice this thing you have it down and then when you're in the moment like you you have to have everything right and you got to focus on your breathing and if you think too much you're going to miss and if you don't think enough you're going to miss and you so like this you have to find that perfect sweet spot and he's like and that's so that, he's, he's been trying to get me to bow to like get into bow and archery stuff uh for that exact same reason he's just like oh pole vaulting and and uh bow and bow and archery it's the same you it's just just crazy weird you know analytical logical sport where you have to be on 
<laughs> I was like, okay, I think you sold me on this. <laughs> I might have to be getting a bow here pretty quick. But yeah, so that's how I got into pole vault. I, yeah, so like pole vaulting, and that's how we kind of found that piece of me that, oh man, this hunting might be for you. It could be this part for you, and this is how you could get into it. So he's got a knack for that. I don't, I don't know where he got that from. Probably his mom. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. yeah, no, I, I agree with you. I, th- I think, uh, and I agree with Sam, you know, that there's, there's a lot going on, especially with archery, you know, and there is in any hunting, but especially with archery, you know, it's not, it is about the farthest thing from, I'm going to walk out there, I'm going to draw back and I'm going to shoot something. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know how he does it. Like in arch, archery is so much harder than um, like using guns. And I, I don't, I don't know. I, my hat's off to Sam because he, all he had was uh, like a bow the entire time, except for one hunt we did with with a gun. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. How, I don't know how he did it, man. Like it, it boggles my mind, and then seeing all you guys doing it with all your pictures and stuff too, it's it's, it's fascinating. It yeah. really is, truly. Yeah, well, is. thanks. <laughs> yeah, and, and no, equally so. Yeah. I, I think uh, I think what you do is is. Uh, is is really amazing as well you know i actually was just um the other day uh a picture came across uh my feed and uh you guys were one of them well one came across and you guys were you know it's a picture of a pole vault pit and you guys were pole vaulting and uh talking about i don't know if you were talking about you know uh like a a pole vaulting competition that that it goes on outside of collegiates and everything like that i'm not sure if that's what it was and then i saw another one where oh i was holding uh, a pole vault trophy where uh, it just said PV and the, and there was a, you know, a, a little stick figure holding the pole, you know, being launched through the air uh, by a pole vault. Yeah. Stick. I was just like, that is so cool. What is going on there? That's so cool. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty wild. So a couple of weeks ago, like uh, the, the, the track and field season opened, uh, it usually opens the first week in December and uh, the you, usually there's an indoor season and an outdoor season and the indoor season just started and but they decided to have a street meet down in key west so i i i'm from minnesota so i flew down to florida and then we drove 12 hours to key west to film this meet and uh it was just right on the ocean they set up a raised runway in a pit and that's kind of a way to bring some more awareness to the sport for people who don't get to see it all the time and it's it's cool though it usually brings in this pretty big crowd and that's where those first bunch of pictures kind of came up was we were going to help promote this Key West meet and and it, it worked like a, a lot of people showed up and it helped grow the sport a little bit and then uh last week I was just at the Reno pole vault summit and they cram I think they had 15 14 or 15 pole vault runways and they put it into a livestock center and all these Holy pole vaulters hell. from around the country and the world yeah they all come to this thing and so um I used to when, when I was a professional pole vaulter like that's I, that was the place to be because all your friends and all these, you get, it's probably like, a, I don't they have hunting shows where a bunch of hunters come together and it has this weird energy where you're like, Oh, usually I'm by myself when I'm doing this, but now I'm surrounded by other like-minded people and, you know, ideas grow and they start to develop and it's just a really cool environment. So we were there with like world record holders and Olympians and, and coaches. And then on the other side, you have these masters guys who are in like their eighties and they're still pole vaulting and they're coming to this thing. And then you got other kids who are like six or seven who are just starting and they have this excitement for it. And you get all these people into one space and it just kind of creates this really magical environment of, uh, 
like-minded people. And so that's where I came in that trophy we were talking about. It wasn't even a trophy. A, a kid I met last year, he, uh, he built it as a school project. And then he that's sent me so a message cool. on Instagram, I think a couple of weeks before Reno and was just like, Hey man, I, I just really want to give this to you because I appreciate what you've done for me over the last couple of years, helping me with the pole vault. So if, if, if you want it, you can, you can have it. And I was like, Oh my God. I was like, I will only accept it if you sign it and I can take your picture like at, at right? pole vault summit. So he's like, Oh, sold. Yeah. So he brought it down and handed it to me and it's hanging on my wall proudly. And every time I look at it, I feel a little smile that, you know, you've got to have an impact on a kid like that to yeah. bring a big block of wood all the way across the country to the pole vault summit. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's kind of what, what I've been doing the last couple of weeks. Oh, that's wicked cool. <laughs> and, and, and see, you know, what's interesting about, the dynamics of this conversation is I, I had no idea that aside from, you know, when I think of professional pole vaulters, I think of Olympians and I didn't know that there was anything outside of that for pole vaulters. As like, you know, you go to high school and you can go to college and then I guess if you want to continue pole vaulting, you go to the Olympics. I I didn't know where else you could do it. (laughs) So that's wicked cool. I didn't know about any of that. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And there's uh, clubs that keep popping up around too, so you can pull out full year round. And uh, it, yeah, it's. I mean, you, you you have people who get done with volleyball or swimming, and there's clubs for them to go do that type of stuff. So with with our sport, I've been trying to do this for years, is to help grow it in that same kind of avenue. Is we can get more clubs because people just want to continue to do it. So you create these club situations, and then these meets start popping up, and then yeah, just people keep doing what they love, you know that easy hopefully <laughs> that's the yeah. goal i guess yeah no that's super cool man well well wicked well you know kind of yeah. trans you know going back over to kind of your experience what uh yeah w- with filming those hunts what do you think was was some of the biggest challenges that that came up when you know just being the videographer what were some of the biggest challenges you had Yeah, I'm. I mean, um, for for me personally, it was getting the story. Uh, just because most people want, like like you said, they they want to see. Well, you, you I'm sure you, you know how to tell stories. The beginning, middle, and the end. You know, and you can create these dynamics and all sorts of different things with it. But I didn't want to tell the same story that everyone else told. But at the same time, I was like, well, what if we don't? get anything well i guess and then i kept thinking well maybe that would be a cool so it was just like constant back and forth of how can i get the story and without knowing what i can get <laughs> you know like it's because you're filming kind of like a docu-series in a way where you're you're going out there and you don't know if you'll even see an animal so you can't really plan ahead but you can you, it so for me that was That's the most so challenging true. part um yeah i i just you can't plan ahead. You just have to almost get all the footage and then find the story later. And that's kind of what we found. Um, we had rough outlines of what I thought I kind of wanted to get, but that was probably the toughest. Other than that, I mean, the hiking wasn't too bad. Probably carrying out the elk was maybe the hardest physical thing I had to do. <laughs> that was pretty, I've never carried an animal out, but I never realized how big an elks were until you're carrying it miles on your back up like these hills that seem to be going straight up but that was that was probably the hardest physical thing I had to do but yeah everything else just felt like a dream in a way there the the challenges weren't really challenges it was 
hanging out with your buddy in the woods. <laughs> right. <laughs> felt like. Right. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And I, that's, that's, and that in itself is such an important piece to the story, but it's, it's interesting. Yeah. You say telling the story is the hardest part because exactly like what you said, you can go into a hunt with high hopes that you're going to find animals and shoot something, but man, and, and the hardest part about it is, a lot of hunters, like I mentioned a little bit ago, a lot of hunters don't want to even give a video a shot if something isn't killed. Yeah, and I think it's cooler if it's not, to be honest, just from my perspective as like a storyteller and what I do for a living now is like you, you have these expectations and you and you have this thing and you put this plan into place and you're trusting your plan and then it, it doesn't work. So then Oh, there's like there's a twist. So then you have this idea of where do you go from there? Do you do you reassess or do you give up or do you get mad or do you you know do you learn the the education side out of it and you know just figure it out? It's like that that was almost more fascinating to me. Luckily, like on our hunts, we we got everything. We got something every time except one, and it still worked. Like the story still came out because like <laughs> I, I always. I always feel like a story doesn't really care if it comes out the way you think it does. It's still going to be a story. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So yeah. And yeah, there's, there was just something really cool about that. I don't know. And, and I guess the other hard part for me is I, I didn't watch a lot of hunting stuff and I don't know if that's a gift or a curse. Sam says it's a gift, but like, I, I didn't know all those things were filmed and I, like I said, I didn't even know who Jason Matzinger was, right, which right. I should have done some research before I went in, you know, <laughs> but I, I just didn't. So I didn't know how people were filming stuff. I didn't know what kind of music they were using. I didn't know tones. I didn't know any of that stuff. And I just kind of went in blind and, and just wanted to tell my perspective. And Sam was a hundred percent on board with that and even pushed me to do that more, which, yeah, I, I just hope they turn out though. They'll, they'll at least turn out different. You know, we'll, we'll see if people like them or not. I'm kind of excited to see what people say. Yeah, absolutely. Now, were yeah. you, uh, uh, and with with the story part, you know, where where you mentioned that the story doesn't really care either way. There's still a story there. You know, I think there's a yeah. lot said about that in itself because one, when a videographer and editor, you know, because I I video hunts as well, except for I've been hunting my whole life, so it's yeah, different, you know, but. Even myself, when I'm videoing my own hunts, I'm thinking, okay, you know, this is going to be the day that I shoot the animal or, and then if that doesn't happen the next day, okay, this is going to be the day that it happens, you know, then the next day. <laughs> and before you know it, yeah. it's over. And if you, if you didn't shoot something, you look back either that or when you self film, you know, either that or you did shoot something and you didn't get it on film, <laughs> you know? So right then, like you're saying, you know, you're, you're, there's still a story there. You know, there's a story of trials, yeah. tribulations, hardship, and everything like that. However, looking back or even looking forward, you have to you have to choose, you know, what kind of story am I gonna make out of this? And and I think I think what happens to a lot of people is they go into it thinking that the kill shot is what makes the story. And right, exactly. You go, you know. I think when you go into it with that mindset, I think it's extremely hard to edit anything that doesn't have a kill shot. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. And and like I said, we had one that didn't, and I was I was started to fall into that a little bit too because uh, I, I was just 
Oh, what's the word I'm looking for? I was spoiled. <laughs> like we went on the elk hunt and Sam scheduled it for 10 days, you know, cause he's like, I haven't killed an elk in two years. I don't, we might not even see an elk. And then the first morning of the first day we got one, I was like, really? I think you're like yanking my chain, man. Like look how easy that was. We just <laughs> got an elk. He's like, that doesn't happen. And you know, it, it, and his buddy, Ben, Ben Gatorpson was out there too. Ben's a great dude. And he, he said the same thing. He's like, yeah, that doesn't happen, especially with the bow. I was like, all right, whatever. Like, and so he's like, we're even nervous filming this thing. I was like, I didn't even know I should have been. So he's like, I can't believe your camera was, was so still. I was like, I, whatever. <laughs> I just didn't know any different. But yeah, and, and that's the thing. Though. So like, I got spoiled and then we had that one hunt that didn't have, we, we didn't get it. And I kept expecting it. We'd see things and we got close. And I, and I was like, but that's the story. Like, like the, the treat is being able to spend this time with people in nature. It wasn't, it wasn't about necessarily bringing a bunch of meat home, you know, right. or, or getting to this end goal. And I think a lot of people, especially in social media or in storytelling, I mean, I, I do the same thing you guys do with pole vault. It's like if you don't get a PR, that's kind of like our kill shot, you know, and you take a right. picture with your new personal record, the highest you've ever jumped. And the, the story is the, the journey, you know, if you get to the end, your story's over. So I almost like it. Like if there's a continuation on that where we have, there's a series of events going on instead of just this beginning and then it ends right away. You know, I, I love the journey. I think the process is what it's all about. And I think, um, especially as I've talked about older hunters around like Sam's dad and a bunch of people we met on the trip. And I know you, you know way more than I do, but it seems like the, the the older generation understands that more than maybe the younger generation does. And but I'm still new, so maybe it's just a, a warped perspective on that. But I feel it felt like that just talking to them. But yeah. I don't know if I answered your question again, man. I ramble sometimes. Oh no, we're, we're, I don't even know if I really have questions. Kind of just we're just yakking, which is golden. That's perfect to me. Okay, I, yeah, I, I like it, dude. Conversation. Okay. Like twenty questions, you know. <laughs> Yeah, so you know, I, I could be like Sean. You know what? Uh, what were your camera settings? What lens did you have? What was you know? <laughs> I don't. Really, I don't care. <laughs> right. You know, but uh, <laughs> you know, it, it's. Uh, I think uh, th- there's a lot of there's a lot of difference in perspective due to social media. You know, because yeah, I think you know people go out there and and. I, yeah, I think you start getting caught up in rather than enjoying the experience and being out there, being on the hunt, rather than that being the story, the story then ends up being, I shot the animal, here's the picture proof. And yeah, and you get a lot of likes for that. Right? You do. You, <laughs> you know? don't get near as many likes yeah. like, hey, you know, here's a picture of my boots. I walked a long ways, but I didn't see jack shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah ex- exactly and you know sam and i had a lot of talks about that he's like man if I, when i p- post a, a trophy shot it gets a lot of likes but if i tell this whole story and have a cool picture i don't get as many and i'm like yeah i know i same thing happens to me too but it feels like you get more of the it's more quality versus quantity on the other side so it's it's like you need a balance of both sometimes to like yeah i don't know i don't i don't have it figured out and i think if i did or or anybody did you know they'd be rolling in it but <laughs> I, I can't figure that one out either but i always seem to lean more towards the the quality side instead of the quantity side with, with a lot of my stuff but yeah for sure I and i it's it's almost as if 
the younger generation is going into the hunt with the punchline as their goal. You know, they're, they're, yeah. not, they're not going into the hunt with the joke in mind and just playing the joke out and seeing whether it's funny or not. They're going in there thinking, well, what's the punchline and when am I going to see it? <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh, no, exactly. And yeah, I, I, and I don't think it's just hunting for sure. Like I, I see it in pole vault all the time too. And um, like yeah. I, I'm pretty involved in mental health stuff too. So like it's cool. the same things there. Like I just want to be able to do this and get there quick and then it's done. But yeah, it's tough. Yeah. Why didn't that happen yesterday? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It, it's, it's strange. Patience, man. It's losing it as people. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Perplexed on there's, that one. There's anything that archery can bring into your world. Patience is one of those things, or you're not ever going to shoot anything. <laughs> yeah, it forces you to be in the moment for sure. I think that's like what hunting did, like did for me again. You know, like we, we were sitting in a tree stand and it was freezing cold outside, and like I would have never noticed like the owls chirping back and forth towards each other. Like that was just amazing you know yeah. i don't know <laughs> sometimes you know sam was because he was so on um, he was so uh like just on looking <laughs> looking for anything moving you know right, but i'm just right. sitting there, like twiddling my thumbs like this is great i'm loving sitting up here this is cool <laughs> yeah <laughs> different perspectives again oh huge it's, it's yeah. amazing how much stuff you notice especially you know i don't know if you had cell phone service when you're in tree stand but i tell you what you really want to you really want to hear what's going on around you and and be in the moment if your tree stand is in a place where you don't have cell phone service holy hell <laughs> right yeah we had a few of the uh i think in the tree stand we had a little bit but when man when we were on the bus i, I forgot we were, we were in montana someplace and we had to climb to this top of the hill just to get cell service so we could answer a couple of emails and keep some of the business side of things going. But and it was great. <laughs> it felt really good not having people being able to get a hold of you for a couple of days. Oh, so, yeah. It, it forces you to see the stuff around you. you know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So with, with your hunts, as as far as uh, camera gear goes and things like that, did you did you have to use anything a little bit different than than you would use to document your pole vaulting and stuff like that, or was it kind of the same gear? Yeah, I used a lot of the same gear. Uh, just a DSLR and a handful of lenses. Uh, we we had a drone. Uh, two, we we had two drones on the deal, and then. Um, I brought a gimbal, but we didn't even use it much because we were just running around like crazy. The, the few times we did use it, it was just for uh, – we had a Wolverine we got to Yamaha hooked us up with to, to use, and so we were – filmed some stuff with that. But other than that, it was, yeah, just a, a camera, a mic, and some lenses and just chucked them in our bag every morning and went out and tried to get what we could. Yeah, the, I guess Sam, the, the only kind of goofy thing I've never used before, Sam had like a, a tree – I don't even know what it's called. It's tree stand tripod thing. Oh, yeah. On a swivel. I'm sure you guys know what it's called. Yeah. Honestly. I yeah. And it, that thing was sweet. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what it's called. I didn't even know it existed. And, and he was like, you want to use this thing? I was like, I don't even know if I'd use, need it. And I was like, well, we'll try it. You know, I'm, I'm game to try anything. So yeah, it was pretty slick. It was like having a slider up in the tree and you could, yeah, do some cool pulling and pull out shots. But yeah, other than that, it was just like, we had a range from, 16 all the way up to i think sam had a 400 or 500 you know millimeter lens so we had a, the whole range and we could get whatever we needed and worked out yeah absolutely absolutely yeah. 
Man, yeah, it's it, it's that's that's another thing that I think gets focused on too much is uh, you know, what what kind of gear do I need to get that kind of shot? And yeah. And I think yeah, obviously to, to take a picture like Sam or you takes, yeah, you need a nice camera and this that and whatever, but you know utilize knowing how to use the camera is huge but then also being there in the moment and realizing that you should be taking the picture is huge as well yeah i, I sam really broke my brain because i i grew up like a, a video guy i didn't even like taking pictures i didn't understand it i just <laughs> was like why would you take one picture when you can take 24 frames a second you know that makes way more sense <laughs> and you know, <laughs> so you know? I'm yeah so right like or, or 120 I'm, now <laughs> yeah i'm so like that because i i yeah that is my i'm not i mean yeah when i see a cool sunrise or something like that yeah, i'll take that picture but i've always been way more interested in video so that's so funny because i'm so like that too <laughs> Yeah, right. And so me and Sam would have like these debates sometimes like, oh, video is better. Oh, pictures are better. Oh, videos are better. And I was like, well, I can tell a whole story. And he's like, I can tell a whole story in one picture. And it's like, oof, check, checkmated me there a little bit. And that's, right? that's the moment I remember where my brain exploded. And he goes, that's the trick, man. I was like, oh, I think I just fell in love with photography a little bit. He's like, I got you. And so ever since that trip, I started trying to take more pictures even with the, even on the pole vault side and then trying to tell a whole story in one picture which is one of the hardest things you can do <laughs> yeah. you, can, you can just get that trophy shot but you know sam had this like his mind's working on a different level with photography just because he's been doing it so long and he just has that natural gift for it where he's like oh if we put this in the background we show what we used to get here that'll tell more of the story i'm like oh you're just adding more you're like photoshopping layers on top of this picture you're, you're creating here like and then if you can catch it in the moment, that's even harder, you know, and yeah. that's, yeah, you just changed my mind on it. And it sounds like you're kind of in the same place I am where <laughs> like, videos are easier and more to play with down the road. Like, well, yeah, just like, story a little bit. record and just yeah. give her hell, you know, but, and, yeah. oh, look, something's happening over there. Cool. It's recording it. Something's happening over there. Cool. It's recording it, you know, but I'm walking along and I look over and, oh man, something's happening there. I should really take a picture of that. It's just a different, it's different. <laughs> it's way different. Yeah. It, it's crazy. I, yeah, and I can't choose anymore, I don't think. Yeah, I, I think I like them both just for different reasons. Yeah, and, and I yeah. find that it's kind of my weakness, you know. And it sounds like, it, you know, before before you kind of switched your mindset, it sounded like that was kind of for you too. But I find I find even having the the right setting, because I'm not, I'm not super in tune with my camera. I have a lot to learn. You know, I, I'm really good at, at being yeah. quiet and, and, you know, following the hunter and, and stuff. <laughs> I, you know, cause I've hunted my whole life. Um, yeah, but man, you know, I, I'll look out and I'll see a picture. And I think the thing that frustrates me the most is I'll see something and I take that picture in my head and I'm like, that would be wicked to have that picture. And then I take it with my camera and it looks nothing like I'm seeing it. And I just <laughs> freak out. Right. I'm like, what the hell? And then I just get frustrated. I'm like, I just press record. <laughs> <laughs> yeah right i'll figure it out later <laughs> yeah <laughs> <And> editing <laughs> yeah 
Oh man. So how, how did you get into hunting? I know you've probably told this story before, but like what got you into photography? No, man. I, honestly, I, I, her video. It's interesting because people don't ever really ask the host many questions, you know? So no, I, I yeah, honestly, do you ever, mind if I do? I'm way more curious about you. I've heard my, yeah, I've heard my own story <laughs> of my own life. So. Well, and I, yeah, me too. <laughs> I've lived my story for you. the past 28 years, but no, I, I like I told you, I like the, yeah. Uh, the open conversation style podcast. So yeah, absolutely. Um, I got into it because I started watching uh, the solo hunter on TV and I saw them and okay. probably like a lot of people, they're like, Oh man, I, you know, let's, let's start filming our own hunts. And you know, yeah, I thought that would be cool. But what I even thought would be more up my alley is, you know, looking back and when I'm 80, and my grandkids are like, Grandpa, yeah. you know, what did you, how did you get that deer? I can be like, well, let me show you. And that to me is right. awesome. Or even my son, you know, my, I have a six-year-old now, this, the new one, he's, he's a little over four weeks. I think he's five weeks now. But, he, you know, someday wow. he's going to want to know. You know, he's going to want to see what, what yeah. it looked like and stuff like that. And, and that's why I started doing it. it. It wasn't even to start filming other people, and which I do now. And it wasn't to, like, showcase that I could do, you know, shoot something with a bow. It, it was more like, hey, yeah, I want to take this. I want to take it. I want to learn how to edit it so that it makes and tells a story that I experienced so that I can show my dad and my wife and my friends and stuff like that. that that's why I got started. Yeah. You just want a diary. It sounded like. Yeah. Like, yeah. Pretty much you know, like a journal in a way, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's and, awesome, man. And it's crazy because even <laughs> hunts cool. from, you know, last year, um, uh, like I'll, I'll get a notification that somebody commented on one on YouTube and I'll pull it up and I'll watch the whole thing. I'll be like, man, I didn't even remember that specific thing happened. I'm like, cool. Yeah. But you have that now. Like, right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah I feel the same way. Like I got into it cause, uh, I, I, I got my master's in biomechanics at NDSU. And then I was like, ah, do I do the pole vault thing or do I go sit in the lab and, you know, try and make, do do the adult thing and i was like ah, i'm not pole ready vault. to do the adult thing yet <laughs> yeah like i'm gonna i'm gonna travel the world doing this pole vault thing yeah <laughs> so I'd, i did that but i i created a club up at ndsu or helped run one and uh called team nodak and i got really invested with these kids and i had this immense guilt for leaving them while i was up there so i started uh just taking my gopro and just filming the training that i was doing down here as a way to stay in contact with them and uh so, so for four years, I just kind of ran around with the GoPro filming my training. And within that first year, the track and field and pole vault community kind of latched onto these vlogs. And that's why I'm still heavily invested in the pole vault community, even though I'm not uh, jumping anymore. And so that's how it all started for me. It was just like a GoPro and, a, and you know, editing some photos together. And then before I know it, people were asking me to, you know, make videos for them. And, and then Sam convinced me to invest in something better than a GoPro. So that's that's kind of how that all came to be. Yeah. No, so, yeah, I don't, I don't like, I have, <laughs> yeah, they do it all, man. And you don't even have to, yeah, it helps your exposure. You don't have to figure anything out. You're good to go. Yeah. But yeah, so that, that's, that's kind of like my story into that, which was, you know, I was destined to be a biomechanics dork for the rest of my life. And instead now I'm running around living in school buses, I suppose. <laughs> it worked out great, I think. 
<laughs> so that that brings up a whole other set of questions. What you know when he mentioned, yeah, hey, come video these hunts, and you're like, oh, by yeah. the way, we're going to be riding around in a school bus, and that's where we're going to be sleeping too. Were you like, what what's going on with the school bus, man? I got fill me in. <laughs> Oh no, I was jacked. Like I, I helped him build it with my, or I didn't, I'm not a, I'm not a very good builder by any means, but Sam called me up and uh, my other buddy and his buddy too, Nolan Berg and, and Riley Dalzell, we were all up there and helped him build the thing. So it was up there when it was still yellow and had the seats in it and <laughs> we tore out the seats and he's like, here's what I want to build in this thing. And we're like, I don't really see it, but I'm going to trust you. And yeah. I helped him build it. And then we were all just like itching to spend time on it. So you know, after that first turkey hunt, there, there was no like fear, anything about, you know, the bus at all. It was just pure excitement and wanting to experience that. So, yeah, it, it was great. I don't know. Have you, have you been on it yet? What was that? Have Have you been on the bus yet? Yeah, I've been on it, uh, not driving around. Uh, you know, I've walked in and, and looked at it a couple times, uh, but I, I haven't actually yeah. gone on any road trips with him. We're, we've been kind of talking about doing something, but uh, both of us' schedules are, you know, slightly on the busy side. So we haven't uh, oh, yeah. we got something figured out yet, but we're, uh, we've been talking about doing something. Yeah, it's cool. I've never slept anywhere better, and I tell everyone that all the time. It's, I, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's, it was cold or quiet, or you know, I was just like it's probably in a really exhaust, small dude. space. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it smelled like my childhood. <laughs> yeah, was, oh man, yeah, I, I have this, I have this love relationship with that bus for sure. It's, it's great. Yeah, for sure, yeah, man. Oh, cool. Well, yeah. I, so how much, how much of the, the storyline did you try to incorporate the bus? You know, cause I mean, here you are, you're traveling around in the bus, obviously due to public lands and trying to tell these hunting yeah. stories, but how, how much of it did you guys really try to focus on? Hey, you know, here's the bus. We're living in the bus, and you know, really trying to keep the public lands public. Like, how much of it uh, did you guys uh, did you guys you know focus on the bus being a part of your story? Yeah, I I wish I wish we did more. You know, like looking back and after uh, I, I filmed the videos, we edited them. I sent it to Sam. And we just we had like this talk, which is like, oh, uh, so what, what could we have done better? What was awesome? You know, we just kind of broke everything down and uh, the bus is so cool. It's, it's like, it's the star of like everything that's happening right now. Like Sam's the bus guy you know? <laughs> like in the hunting industry. And so, uh, but when you're on it and you see it and you live in it all the time, like the, the novelty starts to wear off and you kind of forget you're living in this school bus that everyone thinks is really cool thing so there there was shots we missed like you said uh when you were talking about filming that we're like man i wish we filmed the bus a little bit more so we, we filmed it a lot but it could have been a more integral part of the story for sure i think it, that's just my personal opinion on that one um but it, it's it's in every video for sure i mean it's it's traveling it's it's showing where we're living it's it's showing that you know <laughs> there's no yeah. running water on that thing we have to figure out how to put a shower on this thing and 
if we want to shower in three weeks, you know? <laughs> so like there's, there's little bits of that in there, but I think you could do a whole series on just what it's like to live on that bus and travel in it. You know, it's, it's a, it's its own character. That's for sure. Yeah, absolutely. So going, going into, uh, <clears throat> you know, going into the hunts themselves, um, yeah. You know, obviously, like we just mentioned, you, you can't really plan anything. Um, but did did you and Sam kind of sit down and kind of have a generic list of shots you wanted to gather? Or was it just, hey, we're going to go shoot from the hip and give her hell? <laughs> yeah, we we had a – after the first hunt, we, we put a list down of, like, these would be cool shots to try and get every hunt. And it was no means, like, we had to get these, but it was, like, we need some establishing shots, some close-ups of this stuff, you know, uh, just kind of what we're doing. And um, – really he just let me run which was really freeing and 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 great you know uh i don't know how i mean looking back i don't i don't it, it, i'm just kind of humbled by the trust he had in me to just let me run with the thing um but the, yeah we, we didn't have a, a ton planned out unless we really knew what we wanted to get or if we wanted to you know get uh, like a golden hour shot where with him walking across something like that but most of the time like we had the story theme of what we wanted to tell and then we just made sure we got the shots because we were like we, these are going to be anywhere from five to ten minutes you know each one we make and so we have about four or five days on every single hunt so we're gonna have way more footage than we're going to need so it's going to be easy to fill that seven to ten minutes up so um there wasn't there wasn't a ton but there was definitely a loose outline of certain shots, I suppose. Cool, cool. Now, yeah, are you? Um, did you do the? I think you mentioned this, but did you do the editing on the on all the video that you took as well? Yep, I edited them all together too. Yep. So yeah, one one man show. <laughs> so That's I, cool. Yeah, I came back and then uh, I had a. They were gonna launch them in December um, on Onyx Maps, and then um, they were like, "Oh, we're gonna we're gonna wait to push these out just a little bit longer because uh, they had a different they had a marketing strategy, I guess." And so, and and so uh, yeah, I got them all done in I think I had seven videos done in ten days, which I don't think I slept much, but it cranked them out, and then um, yeah, then. <laughs> I'm I'm really excited to see when they push these things out, but yeah, I was just sitting on them because I couldn't make them until uh, like the whole thing was done. Cause I tried to like use each one as a series. So like if you're in this one, you got to watch this one to go to the next one and, and, and so on. And I've never done anything like that before. So um, I, yeah, I just tried to do it as this is the public lands fall series and here's what it was like to be on the bus. And here's the stories we had of it and here's what this guy who's never been hunting like is seeing that maybe a lot of people who see it all the time miss kind of like i missed you know being on the bus all the time it's you start to forget that you're on a school bus so i I don't know if hunters forget that too that's like oh i don't know if you're forgetting that you're here and you're in nature and you're connected to all this stuff because you've been doing it so long like the, the novelty starts to wear off a little bit so i was just trying to find a way to give that back and like reopen that blanket that might or that curtain that might be closed so people can re-experience why they fell in love with with the sport in the first place that was my goal i guess so yeah that's that was kind of what we were trying to do i think while bringing attention to public lands yeah yeah yeah, i think that's definitely a, a really good idea is uh to 
basically show what happens in one and then build curiosity and be like, oh, by the way, whatever, you know what we were building curiosity for, the punchline's in the next video. Um, I think that's a really great way to, uh, you know, continue drawing attention to the next episode. Uh, and then, Yeah, I, I think so. Yeah, and and oh, sorry, I interrupted you. <laughs> no, you're good. You're good. And, and on top of it, uh, I think having having your perspective as far as the editor, I think that's going to really really nail it and seal it home because there, it's not really that we that people have been hunting so long uh, forget. It's more like we we take it all for granted. You know, so yeah, there, yeah, that's you said you said it way better, and I'm you said it the way I meant to say it. You nailed it. <laughs> yeah, no, I just, yeah. I just like I say, I, I'm the first time I went on hunting trip. No kidding, I was I was two years old, and I rode in the pack saddles up to the top of the mountain with my dad on an elk hunt. And yeah, you know, when you when you start that long, it's no different than when you when you drive to work every day, right? If you live out in the country and you drive to work every day. The first time you drive to work, you might notice, like my drive, for instance, when, when I was driving in and out of town, I drive in there, we have giant windmills. Oh, cool. Look at those windmills. Oh, look at all those antelope over there. Look, there's a coyote. Look at that herd of cows. And you notice all this stuff on the way into town. But at the 40th time of doing that, you no longer realize that there's windmills you're driving by. Who gives a shit about the antelope that you've seen 40 other times? You know, and you just, right. it's like you kind of develop a hardened shell. Um, and it takes a lot more to, to basically get you excited, you know? So you just, like you say, you're taking yeah, a lot and of I, yeah, and totally. I mean, it, and it makes sense. I mean, that's just what your subconscious is made to do. It's so you can go on autopilot, so you don't have to think as much, right? Yep. So what tends to happen is, uh, I always use this example. You know, like when you're driving down the road for like 30 minutes, and then you realize you were daydreaming, and you were like, "How did I not die? I wasn't even focused on driving." You know, <laughs> it's happened to everybody. You know, and you're kind of describing that a little bit. You, you're just kind of daydreaming. You're like, I should probably make sure my hands are still on the wheel, you know, <laughs> come back, come back and, and, myself. Yeah. and then, uh, right. And that happens to everybody. Right. And that's, what's constantly happening to us all the time. And I find that when you can get out of that routine, that subconscious and be pulled back into the conscious moment, that's when that's, that's where life starts to add color again, you know? And, and I think you described that perfectly as, um, you know, people take that for granted you know they start to see the same thing in reality it's never really the same thing every everything we see is completely new and different if you're willing to look at it that way instead of compare it to some past experience you had and so i i don't i'm kind of going off on a little tangent here but it, it's like if you can get if that blanket again can get pulled up and you can see everything fresh even though you've done it a million times i think that's where the that's the secret sauce, I think, not just in hunting, but I think in most of life. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'll stop yep. the tangent there. <laughs> no, no, I, there's, yeah. there's no, there's no tangents. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but no, I, I yeah. agree. I think it's just, uh, it, one, one thing that really brings you back is when you start taking your kids into, yeah, into the woods, you know, cause you walk across a creek and they'll just stop and stare at the creek 
Well, what's what's up, buddy? Yeah. Well, Dad, this creek, the water's so clear. It's so – look at it. It's so right. awesome. And you're just – you know, you didn't even notice it. You just walked across the rocks. You're like, go, go, go. I'm on a mission, you know? And you turn around and you look at it. You're like, yeah. oh, shit, he is not kidding. Look at that, you know? And it's just – it's crazy. Yeah. Oh, you're speaking my language, man. Yeah, because <laughs> kids don't have that learned experience yet, so everything's fresh and new to them. And so, yeah, it – kids totally help you pull that blanket up you know or that, yep. that open that curtain for you again yeah it's uh, it's amazing yeah i think animals animals and and kids do that better than anything else i've ever found yeah for sure for yeah sure. Or sam was saying i i was kind of doing that the same thing to him i was i was asking some dumb questions you know as an as an adult being <laughs> a hunting trip was like i think by day four i finally asked him while i was looking through by binoculars i, I was like dude, I feel really weird asking you this, but what's glassing? And he's like, you're doing it right now. It's just looking through the glass and your binoculars like, oh, thanks, <laughs> thanks for uh, that. And then he just laughed at me for the next two hours. Hey, Sean, you want to know what glassing is? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, I, I, there were so many of those moments and I kept apologizing. I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm going to ask a dumb question. He's like, actually, I really like it. It's refreshing. <laughs> it's stuff I haven't thought about since I was in first grade. <laughs> Oh yeah. Sorry again, sure. dude. But yeah, and yeah. on top of it, I mean, he's been totally. in the industry for so long, and and when he when he gets to go film someone like Jason Matzinger, that's been hunting, gosh, probably most of his life as well, you know. Yeah. You don't have any of that, you know. You miss out on all that. But I don't, I don't think you're stupid questions. And I'm a podcast host. I've been doing it for almost three years, so I get all kinds of questions. Right. And and the oh uh, yeah. Yeah. You know, the, the, the tip is you, you can't, uh, you can't make people feel stupid about it. Cause it, it's, it, you know, as soon as you make oh, them feel stupid <laughs> about it, no, and I'm not saying Sam did, that's not what I'm saying. Uh, I'm saying he probably did a really good job. I know <laughs> Sam pretty well, you know, but yeah, man, as soon as you make someone feel stupid for asking a question like that, then they're like, well, well fuck you, man. I'm not going to ask questions anymore. <laughs> <laughs> no right no I, it was it was me really just calling myself stupid like right, right. oh yeah, yeah. glassing i couldn't tie that together <laughs> looking through the glass uh okay High all right me. maybe i'll just think a little harder on the next one <laughs> <laughs> no he never made me feel stupid once it was yeah no it was always this it was really good i think after, after you live in a bus for almost three months with somebody and you don't want to kill each other by the end of it you probably have a pretty good relationship so yeah, it worked well, I mean, out great. It's the same deal when you go out with it with a kid, you know, if my son gets really frustrated when he'll, when he, he'll say something really funny and it may not be funny to him, yeah. but I just start laughing. I just look, look, buddy, I'm not laughing at you. I'm laughing at what you said. Uh, you know, and let's, let's yeah. figure it out together. But it, it's, it's interesting the difference that you get when, when, uh, when, when people make you think that you're making them feel stupid then it's like oh shit it's a, a whole different ball game then <laughs> yeah totally they're just on they're just earlier in their journey you know they're in a different point yeah, on it exactly but and yeah yeah totally exactly. so so overall what uh you know being a person that that has now has a, a different you know view on hunting especially it sounds like a lot better view than you previously had um yeah what what kind of stuff can we in the industry do better to help portray the view that you now you know to help build the view that you now have on hunting 
Yeah, I just, I just think more more of the the stories of what it's like to be out there. Like I I and I, I know they don't get probably the most likes ever, but man, that's that's what would have pulled me in. And I and I I'm I'm trying to do this with pole vault too. Is like how do you grow the sport of pole vault, you know? And and I think you guys are always trying to grow the sport of hunting too and you have a way bigger pond than I have uh with pole vault, but it's like it's it's really hard to grow the sport within the sport you know, or, or really hard. I'm sure it's hard to grow hunting within hunting. So how do you pull outside people in? Like everyone in the sport already loves the, the hunting or the, or the trophy photos and those types of things. So it's, what can you do for the awareness? I think is try and reach to that outside audience who, you know, might be able to pull them in and maybe they don't even want to shoot anything, but maybe they want to hang out in tree stand and, you know, look at animals with somebody who, you know, might want to get some, some healthy meat instead of getting some processed garbage from someplace like that. That's a whole different audience that I think you can reach, you know, and it, and I think it starts from those stories of what hunting can give you other than just the same, you know, the same story everyone's telling all the time because it, it starts to feel old after a while. And I don't know if you feel that same way too, but if, if I hear the same thing over and over again, I stop paying attention to it. <laughs> Yeah, of course. That's how school yeah. was. <laughs> yeah, that's how exactly. Yeah, like everyone can relate to that, you know. It's, so yeah, I, I think. I mean, the, I, I'll I'll just say it like one more time. I think the trophy photos can be good. I just wish there was more, either a story behind them of like what they went through to to get it, like good or bad, or like just don't be afraid to show your failures, like. And is it really a failure if you learn something like how to, how to do something better the next time? Like, I think those are really powerful stories and and what hunting is giving you other than like the usual stuff that everyone else is talking about, which for me, it was solitude and time with my friend and a new perspective on life. Like all, all those things would have, would have brought me probably back into the sport without having to go out there and, and, you know, sit in a tree stand and live on a school bus. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wicked man. Well, that was, that was a, that was a great answer. Uh, Sean, I, I can't thank you enough for hopping on the podcast with me and chatting and getting to know you a little bit. It's, it's been a real pleasure. Um, I've really enjoyed it. So thank you very much for taking some time. Yeah. Thanks for the opportunity. Show. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, appreciate absolutely. It. It's it's refreshing to have, like like I say, it's it's cool to have a, a different point of view. And I don't uh, it, it, even even on the podcast stage, I don't. It just it it seems like everybody's really focused on. Well, I want to hear from so and so because he shot a big deer. Because I want to know how to do that. Um, and yeah, there's a lot of them out there like that. <laughs> yeah, and there's a lot of there's a lot of other people who. Yeah, I want the other stuff too. And from me just talking to my circle of friends now, they're like, oh, I, like, I turned their minds. Right. I, I tweaked their perception on hunting too. Yeah. So, yeah, they, they want to be turned, man. Yeah, <laughs> they're out there. for sure. It's They're not just yeah. negative by nature. They, they There's things out there that's making people negative, and I 100% believe that, you know, and and yeah. it's cool to hear the, the types of things that, that uh, someone that doesn't have a background in it that that piques their interest and makes them want to learn more that's really that's really neat to hear 
Yeah, no, no. Yeah, thanks again, man. Appreciate, appreciate yeah, for it. sure. So before you before you hop off the call, let people know because I I want to see, you know, I, I want to know where where first off the stuff that you filmed with Sam. I want to know where that's coming out, uh, and potentially when if you know. But I also want to know where I can see some of your pole vault videos and pictures and things like that because that all really interests me. Oh yeah, so um, the, the the videos will be coming out on Onyx Maps. Um, I'm still not 100% sure on the date, but um, if you follow Sam's stuff, he's got a way bigger audience and, and reach than I do. So he'll he'll be sure to let you know too, and especially go sign up for Onyx though, because they'll be launching them. Um, and then uh, all my stuff, uh, my website is team-hoot.com. I do freelance video work, and then also I have uh, another section where I work with pole vault side of things a lot that we talked about in the podcast. And then um, I'm just starting. I created a new LLC called One Whole Life, and we're going to start talking about mental health and uh, try and change change the mental health side of things. And um, yeah, and then if you want to see my stuff on YouTube, uh, the pole vault is Team Hoot Pole Vault. And then um, I have a vlog, which is where I started all that GoPro stuff we were talking about. That's the Sean Francis vlog. Both those are on YouTube. And then Instagram, uh, last one I'll tell you, and then Instagram's is Sean Danger Hoot because uh, Danger's my middle name. <laughs> gotcha. So, yeah, gotcha. That's, those, are the, those are the big ones. Wicked cool. Yeah. Well, thanks for sharing all that. And uh, yeah, I will you know link those up in the show notes and in the description. And uh, yeah, I, I can't thank you enough for, for being on the podcast. I, I, I had a blast just just talking with you and, and hearing about a different perspective. It was, it was really cool. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks again for for giving me the time. Yeah, absolutely. Well, maybe we'll have you back on, and we can we can talk about something else. Who knows? Whatever comes up. <laughs> cool, man. Yeah, sounds awesome. All right, Sean. Well, you have a great rest of your day, and we'll talk to you soon. Yeah, you too. See ya. All right. Bye.